it's good for us to pause and reflect on the story of God so far. If you've been following along with our readings week by week, you will recall some key moments in God's story. After the creation accounts in Genesis 1 and 2, we saw Abraham and Sarah called and blessed to become a family through which all nations would be blessed by God. That was Genesis 15 to 18. Sometime later, Abraham's family, now called the Israelites, were saved by God and given ten, or tender, commandments delivered to them by Moses in Exodus 19 and 20. This was an important gift for God's people. He graciously called his people to listen to words from his own heart and to follow the way of life that was in tune with his love. Love is, after all, the way Jesus would summarize the whole law, loving God and loving each other. Now, after receiving his commandments, God's people struggled to choose God's way of life over their own. What is more, as rulers rose up over God's people, most of them let their own projects and visions determine the way that they would live. The leaders and the influencers of their day did not tend to worship God alone, keep days of rest, or demonstrate love towards one another. And as is so often the case, these wayward leaders were nothing other than shining examples of the waywardness already forming in the lives of their people. Now, granted, God did raise up some good leaders. This week, we've read about a young man named Josiah who, though busied and distracted in his early life, turned himself and his people back to God's word again. While trying to, I'll quote, you know, make the temple great again, Josiah and his workers stumbled across a scroll that contained the law for God's people. When Josiah read the laws and these commandments of God, he was deeply convicted. He realized that his people had broken just about every law in that book. The tender commandments, which would lead them into goodness and love, had been replaced with their own directions and plans. And oh, how easy that is to do. So Josiah launched a great reformation, or maybe in our church we'd call it a great regeneration. First, he removed false worship. Anything that would distract people from worshiping and serving the Lord their God was removed from the land. Then Josiah put the scriptures, including God's commands, right back at the center of God's people. He restored the people to the story of God, ending their self-driven and self-determined ways of life while being refreshed, reset, restored by God's word. Now that sounds really great, but let's acknowledge how difficult and costly that must have been for Josiah to put on the brakes in the middle of projects at home or work, or in his case, the government, to put the brakes on a busy lifestyle, a stream of responsibilities. These are some of the hardest things that a person can do, you know, to truly pause 
to listen to God's word, to read it, hear it, pray it, discuss it, and allow his story to guide our story, to allow his tender commands to lead us in the ways of tenderness. This is really difficult for us. It takes the humility of a person like Josiah, listening like Abraham, honest confession like Jacob, selflessness like Moses, and the restfulness of God himself. These lead us into a God-directed lifestyle, undivided devotion to Him, unhurried rhythms of life with consistent time for rest, unforced living which allows for confession and for U-turns. This week, I wonder if we can take the story of Josiah to heart and really reflect on who or what is guiding us day by day. Who or what gets your time and attention? Where is your Bible right now? Is God's Word a welcome guide in your life? Or is it, like in Josiah's day, buried off in storage, waiting to be rediscovered? Is your life divided, hurried, and forced? In other words, if God were to speak to you now, would you even be able to hear and obey? How would you set some time this week to just be with God? He is tender and merciful. He is eager to love and nurture you into a God-directed lifestyle today.